Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn but are so grateful that we did. So, ever stolen anything? (laughs) My guest today has, and before you panic, she was eight and feels terrible about it. Comedian Tati McLeod and I are delving deep into her childhood in France and what comes from swiping brioche. Okay, so the year is... 98, 97. <laughs> we were discussing it before, but um, we established that it was uh, the year that, that Harry Potter arrived on the scene. R.I.P. <laughs> um, we are currently in rural France, which she also established. The, the casting team for Harry Potter did not come to rural France. Sadly not. Otherwise, I think we can all agree with absolute certainty, without a shadow of a doubt, that I would be Hermione. Without question. Without question. Without, like... One look at me. <laughs> One look at me. It's all it takes. It's all it takes. Those idiots! <laughs> How dare they? Yeah. Um, that would be great if that's just what the whole podcast is about. Yeah, different podcasts, I suppose, but I would love that. Who would your, I sh- it should have been me, person B? Do you know what? We're, we're segueing a little bit before we start here, but I was in the last 10 for Luna Lovegood. No, you weren't. I was, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. I know. And you know, the girl who got it, Ivana Lynch. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I'm going to say the words you're thinking. That little, that little wink to the camera. We all knew what that meant. <laughs> we, bitch. we have the same, we have the same initials, and we have the same birthday. And I remember when it happened, being like, "No, that is quite intense. It's quite intense. That is definitely quite intense. It's funny yeah. the little child actors that pop out as adults. Like for example, you know, I've worked with Jessie Cave, mm-hmm. who was in Harry Potter. She's, I auditioned for Lavender Brown as well. Got did recall- you really? I did, yeah. I ran away from school. To so do that. you were in the running. Mm. You were definitely in the mix. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I, like, I actively tried. You didn't get the opportunity. I didn't get the opportunity. Yeah, but I actively tried and still didn't get in. Okay. <laughs> Don't know what's worse. <laughs> anyway, it is ninety. No, fucking hell. Anyway, ninety-seven. Fuck those guys. Ninety-seven. Ninety-eight. Fuck. Ninety-eight. Ninety-seven. Jesus. I Christ. honestly can't remember. We can go for either of those it's days. One of the two. But the most important thing is that we are in France right now. Yeah. Um, and I am going to ask you the question that I ask everybody, I mean, you do not have to answer literally because it is not a literal question. But in this moment in rural France in the late 90s, why do you think you've got no friends? Oh, I know why I've got no friends. I mean, there's two glaring answers, but we'll start with the first one. Mm. Because I was stealing food out of another girl's school bag. <laughs> And it is something that I'm ashamed of. And I'm I'm taking this opportunity to sort of therapize it a bit and just get it out on the table. That's something I did. Right. I don't recognize myself in that person. Mm-hmm. I've never stolen since, but it was a habitual thing I did where I would come into school late mm-hmm. because I was always late, kind of like 
a bit a bit of a late chaotic site family vibe energy mm-hmm. which I have carried through into life now but so I was always late and I would turn up after everyone had already entered into the class and I would ritualistically go up to this one girl's school bag because I knew that she always had this brioche in a packet and I would open up a bag and I would take the brioche out <laughs> put it in my bag go into the class come out of break town a uh, 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 playground time scurry into a corner somewhere and eat the brioche on my own. I feel like so much more went into this other than the fact that you just wanted the brioche. I think it was about the thrill. I honestly, it's so funny. I think it's lots of different things. Yeah. Lots of different things that Who obviously went into it. was she? Fuck knows. But I think she was quite perfect. <laughs> right, right. Well, that makes sense. I've never asked myself that question. Mm. But now that I think about it, she was quite perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She doesn't deserve the brioche. <laughs> You small, perfect French child. Precisely. You do. You have enough. You with your, you know, your. Per- and it was, the, it was a kind of brioche. It was called a peach, and you see them on TV. It's like peach dans la bush, and it was like special. Peach dans la bush. Peach in a pocket. <laughs> yes. Peach dans la bush, and it was like a little brioche with um, chocolate running through it. That was in. It's yeah. Let's just go for it. <laughs> It had it had chocolate in it. Yeah, chocolate in it, and um, it was like the perfect school snack. Yeah, and I think the problem was is that my well, my mum just like wasn't um, a processed sugar kind of woman. She was right, like a vegetarian yeah. when there were no vegetarians in France. Yeah, and we weren't allowed to eat anything sweet unless we made it ourselves. I imagine being a vegetarian in France is quite a difficult thing to do as well. Well, it was, you were kind of, well, you were basically a um, an urban legend. Yeah. And people would be like, you're not actually, what does that even mean? Yeah. But do you still eat chicken? Yeah. Like, it like, really wasn't part of that. You don't eat uh, chicken. Now it's much better. But yeah, early, like <laughs> early 90s, it was like, who who are these weird English people who don't eat coq au vin? Like, this is ridiculous. Don't talk to them. Don't, don't, what do you mean don't you don't want pate? <laughs> It was odd. I'm a vegetarian, but it's goose. Yeah. <laughs> Computer says no. Um, okay. And uh, did she know? She must have known something because, so basically what what happened was, <clears throat> I was at uh, the local primary school, L'Ecole de Lutin, and I was I was always in late. And, um, and then one day... So I must have seen, I must have, I remember there were already some um, whispers that maybe I should stop what I'm doing because mm. I remember seeing her mum, beautiful, tall, very slim, perfectly formed French woman, yeah. like everything you imagine, yeah. speaking to the teacher. Oof. And you know, like I was very far away, but I was looking at it thinking, I think I know the nature of this conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know what they're discussing here. Yeah. Sort of pointing to her daughter and like a bit of a confused thing. <laughs> Next thing I think... <laughs> And and I like to imagine how that conversation went. Like as if the girl, <laughs> can you imagine this poor girl going home and just having to convince her mum, you didn't put the brioche in my bag. And the mum's going, yes, I did. <laughs> no, 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 I did. I promise you that it's, go, it's going missy. It's not in there. It's not in there. It's never in there, mum. And then I like to imagine that this just kept on happening. And the, the mum's there sort of really starting to think there's something wrong with her. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like having to make a note, having to like record herself. Like I've definitely, okay, we can agree. I've put it in your bag. Yeah. Because to have to go from that to the, to, to the idea that an eight-year-old... <laughs> From within her class is secretly La Vie Longlet. Yeah, but that too was like secretly stealing her brioche because this girl, if the mum said to her, What is someone taking it from you? She'd be like, No. Yeah. I just, it's just not in my bag. Yeah. You'd be like, That is mad. Like, no one is that calculating. No one is that hungry. Like, no one is that desperate. It's so specific so specific it's always was there ever a time when you went in there and it wasn't there um 
There might have been, but not that I can remember. Mm. But what happened was, was that I, I, I pushed it too far. I mean, really, when I saw the mum speaking to the teacher and the child and sort of like the whole sort of like, whoa, mm. whoa, picture, mm. I should have thought to myself, now's a good time to stop. Yeah, yeah. And instead I didn't. I kept going. The, thr- the thrill of it. <laughs> Turn around and go, you're playing with fire, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're taking it too far. You're taking it too far. <laughs> just need to stop. <laughs> and so one day I walk in and as I'm elbow deep in her bag, rooting around for the peach, door swings open, teacher comes out and just like eyeballs me. And, and we both know. I mean, we don't need to know my arm's in a school bag, like clearly. Oh. But there's this moment of like, okay. Oh my God. We both know what you've been doing. I know it's you. She knew it was me. That's why she popped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. popped out because she was like, put two and two together and was like, well, who's the girl who's always late? Yeah. Who's, who, who turns her back to everyone, just stands in a corner at Who comes back covered in crumbs and chocolate <laughs> after break time. Like, it's all, I don't know, I don't know. These two yeah. things must go together. Yeah. That is guilty. So Do you remember what happened after that? She, uh, that break time. So she sort of like gave me a look of like, we're going to talk about this. Got me into the classroom. Breakdown. A uh, break time. <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> Immediate breakdown. The breakdown did come. At playground time, um, she was like, everyone left. And she said, you know, you, you stay behind. Mm-hmm. And I think, but <laughs> it was said with so much empathy. Mm. She sort of went, why? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that is the question you would ask. You can't, you, you do have to sort of just be like, but why? Like, Yes. And also I think you have to be really delicate because kind of you'd be thinking, are you really hungry? Yeah. Like, like I was stealing food yeah. from another girl's school bag. Yeah. I wasn't hungry. I was just desperate for processed sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it. it wasn't a hunger thing because we'd had porridge for breakfast. <laughs> Religiously, <laughs> porridge with, with what would mum do? It she'd do um what's prune or in English? You know um a uh, prunes. Yeah, uh, it's prunes, isn't it? Yeah, the stuff that sort you like have stewed stewed prunes, stewed prunes, mm. stewed prunes and apricot. As an adult, great choice. When you're a, you're like, give me some fucking Are Cheerios, you? mate. Where's the fucking lucky charm? Exactly. Thank you very much. So um prunes. <laughs> I sorry, sorry. I like do a Victorian child. Yeah. Oh, it's the prunes. <laughs> I put a thing up the other day being like, did anyone else in their childhood have the thing? I literally, I genuinely believed if you ate a prune that you would shit yourself. Well, that's what I was told. I don't know by who. I don't know. I didn't think you'd shit yourself, but it definitely kept you regular. Yeah, that's for sure. Is that why she was doing it? I mean, I don't remember not being regular. <laughs> I don't remember a long period of constipation when I was eight. Um, <laughs> this has taken a so turn. So there, there is this, there is this like break time thing. That's someone. Is it your phone? My phone? Oh, I totally put my phone on us. Australian, Australian mode. Australian. Oh, on um. What's that? What's Airplane. Airplane. Mickey. I don't know where my my. Bag don't worry. Is. It will it will go in in between. It'll be right. It will get picked up. Will it? Oh, you haven't got the headphones on. That cat really wants to be the star of the show. Yeah, he does. Fucking attention seeking. Just stay here. Stay on that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind, but it's like stay in one place. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Sorry, I'm already bossing your cat about. It's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, I really shouldn't be this bossy given given that I stole Brielle's <laughs> girl's handbag when I was a handbag school bag. Um, but I, I remember French that, handbag. I, I remember, don't you know they all take Hermes to school? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's a launch off a major four. Um, she was very, I, I remember her just being like, why? And me bursting into tears, which probably really added to the sense of like, neglect, neglect. This child is starving. <laughs> and then I remember her telling my mum, and I remember my mum just looking really confused. Yeah. <laughs> being like, why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you, why are you stealing another girl's brioche? Mm. But probably mixed in with a bit of guilt of like, maybe I really have deprived them from um, processed sugar. Yeah. And that's something that, I should This change. is what they are resorting to. Yeah, having to steal food out of other girls' school bags. Did you ever do it again? No, and I have never stolen anything. I've got a real aversion to um, stealing. Stealing. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> no, but you know how like in your teenage years, 
uh, some people, you know, they do a bit of it. Like I know loads of people. I know comedians have got whole sets, hilarious sets about like, um, I won't name them in case they don't want it to be public, but like mm. they say it in their own shows, but like about like stealing stuff from Oliver Bonus and how easy it is and like, God, do you know? I had no idea. <laughs> oh no, apparently it's like, I feel like such a mug for buying stuff. Apparently people just walk out with bags full of things. But my mum, oh, <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> Um, hi, I'm single. So, but my mum, my mum had a shop. Like my mum had a shop. She had a boutique in France, right? And she used to sell a lot of. It's quite random, but she used to sell a lot of bongs, and like, um, <laughs> even though she was like desperately anti-drugs, and I've never taken drugs, yeah, and was like would kill me if I smoked a cigarette, yeah. even still now, age thirty-four. Yeah, um, she she had this shop where she was like just like quite commercially driven, and she was like, oh, what do I think there's a gap in the market for? Bongs, bongs and um grinders and like weights for like <laughs> cannabis it's and like, stuff. You, like one of the shops in camden it? yeah, yeah exactly that right with some hippie bits yeah yeah yeah. But like in rural france did it smell like patchouli in there as well big time yeah. she sold incense sick and anything tie-dye i imagine you're like walking <laughs> going rural france be like ah oh, feel the sunflower <laughs> shop <laughs> yeah as a bong yeah it was in- and it was like kind of fitting of like just like my mum doesn't speak French mm. and so I would often have to translate everything for her and it would just be like a, a, a shop full of the school kids that I all knew yeah. and everyone knew it was my mum's shop and they'd always come in on weekends and try and steal stuff or like tell me about how much stuff they'd stolen from my mum's shop and it was just like oh and so I think that built in that aversion to kind of like mm. I, I've never stolen anything ever and I know that if I ever tried to I'd go absolutely like burgundy red and it would just like wouldn't happen I've never 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 once in my life have I stolen anything have you not I think no. we're quite a rarity mm. I think that makes us really square yeah yeah I kind of wish that I had like I kind of wish I had just like the bravery of just being like and I'm not saying a small independent yeah but just like Tesco I was in remember eat remember eat yeah eat yeah, eat yeah. in the days before not before Pret, there was also Pret around but <laughs> yeah. eat was there too back in the day back in the day 99 2001 <laughs> Big year. <laughs> Big year. Yes. Big year for eat. But we were all eating. I was rehearsing a play in in uh, Tottenham Court Road and there was an eat. And I remember being like going off to like get lunch and being stood there. And this man came in and he picked up a sandwich and he looked me directly in the eye <laughs> and sort of waved it and then walked out. Without walked out. Yeah, Backwards walked out. And it was just so clear that he was going, you're not going to do anything about this. <laughs> and I was like... I just, it was like, I Were you working there? No. No, yeah, yeah, Frequenting yeah. <laughs> the Yeah, totally. Place, getting my own, buying my own sandwich. I'm not brave enough to steal it. But I, like, I've witnessed people stealing stuff, but I, I've, I've never done it. I've never done it. My eldest brother once stole a um, boiled sweet. Yeah. A singular boiled sweet. Yeah. Felt so guilty that he forced himself to watch it melt in the sun. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's some, that's some that's like, intense. That's some like Da Vinci Code self flagellation. That's going on. Um, the foundation for a book on philosophy. Yeah. that's like the beginning of a Salvador Dali painting. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I um, I'm so nervous about stealing stuff that when I was um, when I was at uni, I went into H and M and and I looked at some stuff, and then as I walked out, the alarm went off. And I was like, oh my God. Mm. And I went up to the security guard and I was like, what was that? And he was like, someone's obviously stolen something. I was like, oh God, okay, weird. And then I walked out, went off again. And I eventually realized that, um, like, so I sort of left the store. I mm. realized that it had been me and I had picked up a pair of shoes that I still had in my hand. <laughs> I know, you went to the security guard. <laughs> What's happening? Top two if you're going to steal. Be that stupid. He will not believe it's you. I did that a few times in my life. And then and then was like, like, look down. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'd already left the shopping center by this point. I walked back into the shopping center, back into H&M to purchase the shoes oh that I had accidentally stolen. Yeah. Um, a terrible, stupid things like that. Like I remember I used to pay two P machines, two P slot machines where I stayed with my grandmother when I was a child um, in like arcade centers. And I'd bash them to try and get the two P's to come down. Yeah. And then an alarm would go off. And I remember turning to the security guard and being like, why has it done that? <laughs> and he was like, because someone's hit the machine really hard to get the two P's to drop someone, down. someone because it can't be you. <laughs> no, because if you're the kind of person who's going up to security guard to be like, yeah. Why is the alarm going off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's assuming you're not also the kind of person who's 
bashing the machine. Hiding in plain sight. So it's going to drop down the Powerpuff Girl <laughs> multi-pen. Which is, <laughs> which is all any of us wanted at any exactly. one time. I firmly believe to this day that the claw machines in arcade centers do not work because I've never seen anybody win with one of those. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry to break it to you, but I don't, I don't think that's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the commercial model. <laughs> that is pretty common knowledge, though. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> so profound. <laughs> you mean they don't work? What? No, <laughs> it's just a money-making f- scheme. <laughs> and, and the nuggets. <laughs> you mean I'm, I'm never going to get the Pikachu and the <laughs> Okay, can we sue them? <laughs> okay, why is Martin Lewis not talking about this? <laughs> Let's email Moneybox. Which is my mum's solution to everything, by the way. Or email. uh, Email Moneybox. I got Mm. hacked recently and I was in the middle of the hack and it was terrifying. Like everything got taken, passwords to everything. Oh no, that's awful. They duplicated my phone. I was like, I don't really know if my money's safe. Like in my bank account, I was like transferring all my money out. Like I was panic, panic, panic. And my mum on the family WhatsApp was just like, yeah, this happened to a woman the other day. She lost everything. Email Moneybox at Radio 4. I said... (laughs) I was like, mum, I'm in the middle of the emergency. I'm figuring out whether I should, who I should transfer money to to get out. I said, what do you think? Email money box to get spoken to a producer like in a week. Like, this is not how you manage an email. My mum would be, we could be in the midst of like a zombie apocalypse and mum would be like, you should really email Radio 4 about this. (laughs) They'll be able to resolve it for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fount of all wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> email money box. Email money box. <laughs> Send them an email. You'll get a company confirmation email that your email has been received. Absolutely. Wait a couple of weeks and you'll hear back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a vibe. But anyway, so so no, so that so that was my that 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 is my that's my stealing. So no, I haven't stolen anything. Yeah. Since yeah. I mean, is there what is something that you have done maybe in childhood or adolescence of that ilk? similar maybe that made you feel incredibly guilty well not so much adolescence um but at well as as an adult yeah (laughs) because okay so what okay so this though to be fair it's like multiple different things right so the the thing is that i've got three sisters Mm -hmm. i'm one of four girls where do you lie in the line i'm third oh nice yeah and uh my sisters and i would fight like cat and dog and we would also like live in each other's pockets and share everything but like without permission yeah so like it would be completely normal for me to wear my sister's jumper who she told me not which she told me not to wear Mm -hmm. like that was just like a given that you do that then when I went to university and I lived with like a group of girls I kind of transplanted all of that feeling I had for my sisters onto that friendship group and didn't really established that the boundaries were different Mm -hmm. so I just used to wear all of their stuff without the permission Fucking amazing. It was really bad. I look back on it and I'm so embarrassed. I'm embarrassed of like, what, what, how what, how was I going into that girl's bedroom mm. and just being like, oh, and like she didn't say that I could wear this top, but I'm definitely going to wear it. Yeah. I, I was doing that like without, now I feel like that's a completely different level of unacceptability. But mm. for me, it was like the same as like, yeah, but I did that to my sisters. Yeah. It's like the same. But how old were you? What, what, 19, 20? Like yeah. yeah. No, but when you grown up in that environment it actually does even things like that it takes a really long time to rewire your brain to even like um plant the seed that that's a bit of a weird thing to do 100 percent. it's now, really strange i now i'm like i can't believe you behave like that mm. like now i'm just like oh i feel i kept on using my old flatmate's keep cup and i felt really bad about that because she'd be like where's my keep cup and i'd be like oh <laughs> crap it's dirty yeah. i think it might be in the bottom of my bag somewhere and i really shouldn't have used it again mm. that's a keep cup do you know what i mean like mm. we're talking about like elements of cutlery in the kitchen yeah I would walk into my friend's room and just be like, oh, that's a cool jumper. Pop it on. Walk out for the day. Like, what is wrong with me? Mm. It took me a year. And then at the end of that year, oh, God bless her. I gave her a 50 pound Debenhams gift card. Debenhams. 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 Insulting Debenhams. 
because I was just like, actually, no, it has dawned on me that that really wasn't acceptable. And I'm really sorry for that behavior. Yeah, but it's, but it is. Debenhams. With Debenhams. <laughs> I, I had dinner with um, the, guy, the guy who runs Debenhams. Stop like, it. Yeah, has weird. Has it gone under? I think it might have done. Or did it get bought out by ASOS? TBD. Don't know, but he's no. probably not in a great place. <laughs> no, we had we had some steak together at the Ivy. It was a it was a whole thing. That sounds quite fancy. Yeah, it was quite fancy actually. It was a bit of a fancy evening. That was the day when we got given these. This is a side side dungeon. We got given these gift bags. Really, I love a gift bag. I love a gift bag. I had to send on a gift bag like a nat. I love a freebie, so yeah. and it's really stupid how much I love a freebie because sometimes I'll be like, "This is this is not worth the exposure I've given it because mm. it's worth twenty quid." But the fact that it's free, like if you told me here's 20 quid, now go and do a social media post about it, I'd be like, no. Yeah. I'm obviously not going to do that. Yeah. But if you give me a t shirt, yeah, yeah. without that's question. worth a tenner, I'm just like, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh my God, this is the most generous thing. I'm going to spend the next hour and a half taking a photo of this, feeling shit about myself. Yeah, totally. And then I don't even I... like, I'm never going to wear the t shirt. I hate it. But thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's ridiculous. Um, We had the, these gift this is gift bags it's really exciting and um Devin and pulled out this mascara and was like oh my god the, the mascaras they're all um they've got our initials on them got our initials on the mascara and I was like that's so cool and then my, my sister-in-law turned to me and was like I was like babe that's Estee Lauder ah! <laughs> yeah I was like mortified yeah but that's great because everything's monogrammed for you Estee Lauder yeah yeah Estee Lauder Estee Lauder I don't know if she's German Estee Lauder Estee Lauder I liked um, your social media post social media which one Um, about vibrators oh I do lots of those Mm. Um, vibrators and adverts all of it can we discuss that a little bit yeah sure because I'm all about the vibrators are you yeah because and I will say this on the record, that um, I have a pretty severe endometriosis. Uh-huh. One of the only ways to manage that pain, Felipe, I do apologize. For the, yep, yes, he's fine. Um, one of the only ways to manage the extreme pain of endometriosis is by having a fantastic orgasm. Are you serious? Mm. So when you have, so endometriosis, the only thing, <clears throat> my most, sort of, my insight into in endometriosis, weirdly enough, is... Um, uh, the Sally Rooney book, Conversations with Friends. Yeah. And I think that's the first time that I was reading something and I was like, because she never names it as endometriosis mm. until you get to the end of the book. And mm. there's a long bit where you think that maybe she's having a miscarriage. Yeah. And, and then actually when you read through it, you're like, and that was a moment where it was like, because I also think it's like quite quietly mm. sort of like weave through a story which isn't only focused on that, that I felt like, oh God, is that is that really what it's like to mm. have endometriosis? Like that felt like a really graphic um, but is it is the pain just during your period? Um, it varies because uh, it causes your period to be so regular. Okay. That like, I remember like growing up being, when everyone was like, I get my period on the third Tuesday of the month. And yeah. I was like, huh? I might get it on the second Saturday and then the ninth. So it's because it's a very long period or it comes it, back. Or it's- it comes back or it like, it just won't, it will go away for like, a month and a half and then it will come back with like a vengeance like, oh wow okay there's just like no way to track it because i was also going to say that i do think that um women get horny when they're on their period mm-hmm. that's something that i think happens as well so mm. there's a funny thing that happens there but i guess it kind of makes sense because i mean i work with a sex toy brand i'll be honest with you until i started working with them sex toys weren't really part of my portfolio mm. i was like someone who was like oh okay you know like, i definitely did masturbate and i was mm. comfortable with like orgasming and sort of like like sex and stuff but i had never used a sex toy and mm. then they reached out and they gifted me some stuff and then i was like oh not only do i really like their products but also i feel like um whereas some people are like oh but i don't know i, I would feel nervous like promoting a sex toy like how does that like what is that in terms of like the work that you do and you as a comedian? And I'm just like, but I think it's such a gift to be given. If anyone has an orgasm who's not had an orgasm before mm. or orgasms more regularly because of something that I'm promoting online, mm. I'm like, it's not like the best thing, gift that you could give your followers. Mm. Like there's no, there's nothing more positive to promote mm. than like, here's the thing that you can do, right? Which is for free, let's say, or certainly you can buy this one product and then keep it forever. And it will, the gift that keeps giving. Oh yeah. It's not a pair of jeans that's going to go out of fashion. It's not a piece of fast fashion that's made um, 
you know, unethically somewhere. Mm. It's like a good quality product. And if you can give yourself an orgasm more regularly, like your life is going to dramatically get better. Yeah. Like your mental health, your physical body, like yeah. your well-being with yourself, yeah. your ease, your confidence. Like I think it's so on so many different levels. Your understanding of your own body and your own sexuality and your all own, of it. Yeah. All of it. And I think that there's like not enough um, like there's so much products that are sold to women, like makeup, hair, how to look prettier. But like, I think that something about understanding your body and feeling comfortable with yourself and an orgasm mm. is like practically internal work. Mm. It's working on yourself and how you feel it within your body. Mm. And it, there's, I think that there's something really powerful uh, around like self-ownership. Mm. I think like having an orgasm, being able to be comfortable masturbating in like full light. Mm-hmm. So not just like in the dark, under covers. Mm. A masturbating on top of your covers, like being comfortable seeing yourself completely naked. I think that you come out of those experiences feeling like much better in your body and much better in yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like across the board. It's like women of all ages, like it never stops the ability to have pleasure. Yeah. So I feel like on a deeper, it, it's like a product that I uh, advertise and that I work with, but like on a deeper level, I'm mm. like, I don't think that there's enough conversation around actually how positive this can be and how empowering it is 100 percent. and this is why i like to talk about the fact that i literally it is um oh here he comes um it is sometimes literally the only thing yeah that um in any way quells this like unbearable pain that i have and i have a boyfriend very lucky to have him but you know he does enough <laughs> sometimes and some and every so often I'm just like you know it it, it is it is like a real lifesaver can you get to the bottom of what it is physically that it does is it a relaxation thing I think it might be yeah Mm. I think like because it's so the sensation is so focused directly around where the pain exists that it is like this sensation directly replaces the other and then I find the aftermath it just eases and I don't know I don't I generally I think it might just be a muscle muscle relaxant yeah but that's like an other thing maybe there's like medical benefits to orgasming yeah um I want to look into that yeah I mean I think that there's like I really feel passionate about it yeah I don't think that there is enough focus put on it where I'm just like you can that this is you'll feel so much good about like so much better about yourself physically mm. Mm. in your mind and also like I have the privilege of being someone who enjoys sex and orgasms quite easily mm. but I still think that even if that's not your experience I, I think that there are not that there's so much that you can explore by yourself which then really helps you yeah like physical confidence yeah and, like, know what you want it's like research it's yeah like, it's it's work on yourself in the same way that you might be like reading that self-help book or doing therapy it's mm. like masturbation is another way of being like ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, this is a really important part of my life. Yeah. Which is sex and pleasure and um, understanding what I like, how I like it, what positions, what my body responds to, what works for me during sex, Mm -hmm. what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a whole other thing that you, it's like, uh, do you know, like cooking or flavors or travel? It's mm. just another part of life which is like there for grabs, which you can enjoy. Yeah, I completely agree. And when everyone goes, "Oh, that's a bit mucky," I'm like, <laughs> "Weird." <laughs> like, what a strange thing to say. No, it's not. And, and like, it's it's it really does. Um, 
It's, it's like I said, it's just been it's been a real real lifesaver for me. And it's so and funny because like so before I started working this spread, I didn't have any sex toys, and then now I, when I moved recently, I had to have an entire bag dedicated just to all of the toys I have. Do you know what I love? <laughs> I love the idea. But you know when you get when you do the box and you're moving, you go like plates, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> like, dildos. <laughs> XL to XXL. <laughs> Everything in there. I'm constantly being challenged. Like one, the event I went to recently was for like a toy for anal play. Oh. And I was like, I feel like that's my limit. And then mm. I listened to like sex educators talk about it and mm. talk about it, um, about like anal play and anal pleasure. And I'm just kind of like, okay, where am I? Where's my blockage mm. with this? Like, why do I feel uncomfortable about it? Why is that a conversation we're not having more of? Why aren't we more open to it? Mm. Um, what, Especially when it comes to like men and like our association with like anal and heterosexuality and homosexuality and yeah. all of the shame. And I was just like, there is still so much more that can be like unpicked and mm. which we have like conversations to be had. So I'm, it's also constantly challenging myself. Yeah. Working with those brands and working with that collaboration. Yeah. I think in like a really good way. Yeah, definitely. Learning, understanding. And it doesn't say that like everything has to be for you and you have to find joy in every single part of definitely it. Definitely so not. Like, but um, I think it is a very individual thing. Different things work for different people and you're only going to really understand that by doing it. When I came out of a relationship in which I was with a guy for a while who was like not, uh, like didn't have a very high sex drive. Right. Well, that's a re- also that's another really hard thing. What is a normal sex drive? No one knows. Mm. No one like it's not. You know, you might hear on oh, if, how many years have you been together, and should it be once a week or should it be twice a week or if you've just got together, should it be every day? Should it be yeah. once a month? Like there's just and so you can be in these relationships and you're like, I don't know mm. if I'm having if like my expectation is too high, yeah, or if that and it's this constant kind of like balancing. And then we broke up, and I remember feeling like you know I've really felt like I haven't actually been very sexually like liberated in that relationship yeah and so I went all into like exploring kink I was like maybe this is for me and I went on all these random apps to like meet people and explore stuff I ended up going to like torture gardens I went oh, did I you which is like probably the most PG. I'll tell you, so yeah, I'm going to talk about it later. It's probably the most PG <laughs> of all of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you know what? I realized it is not for me. Yeah. It is not, you know, I, I just was there and I was like, ah, oh, I'm not turned on by seeing other people having sex in front of me. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not aroused by the idea of having sex in front of other people. Sure. Like, it's a really good thing to go through it and then come back around and just be like, she's vanilla. Yeah. Huh. This is a monogamous vanilla girl. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. But like, that is a good thing to know. 100%. That it's not that because you're going into that world or because you're kind of like taking an interest in subdom that it means that your whole life, especially that that world feels like some people for whom it's that in entire um it becomes a bit like it dominates the whole relationship yeah um it doesn't you can dip into that and then be like do you know what actually like that was fun for a bit it's not for me I'm gonna dip out Mm. and like that it actually doesn't it isn't how I want to navigate sexual relationships yeah but I think it's good to know that you don't have to step into it and then be like right well this is what I'm into now well I'm here now (laughs) yeah absolutely I'm here now I've done it so I'm going to do the damn thing. This is this is it for me. Yeah. I had a really similar experience actually because um I think like uh before when 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 I, when I had my breakdown um <clears throat> and this all started and I got sober and and the rest of it like before that my relationships had been very um uh either like incredibly codependent mm. or um or I was so addicted to the other person so like bending to everything and anything that they needed that my own pleasure my own like enjoyment didn't, that didn't yeah. matter at all yeah do you mean um, in like even in a sexual context yeah in sexual context oh, like okay. in sex in, in in every every corner of the 
I'm related. It's not a relationship. Every corner of the every, every corner of the relationship every box. Corner, every corner of the relationship. Like literally, no, I was stood in the middle where everything was like. Bloop, bloop. Were you conscious um, of doing that at the time, or is it when you look back on it, you realise how much you were compromising yourself? Um, I was conscious of it, and everyone was telling me how bad it was, and yeah. I was going, "But it doesn't matter because I love him." Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. And I was so so addicted, to, like. I mean, he was a drug this, the, the last yes. time. Um, like I was so addicted to him that um, it didn't matter. I would have done, I would literally, I think I've said it in like one of the early episodes of the podcast. I was like, I would have given him my kidney. Like with, if he'd been like, I need a kidney, I'd be like, to get the button knife, I'd give it to you right now. Wow, okay, yeah. Um, I was so completely addicted to him. And so it didn't matter at all. And so when that all, um, you know, blew up in a pile of smoke and flames, mm. um, I then had a little I had a good period of time of just being like nothing and then went hey I'm gonna try this mm. and see what this is like and got on the outs and went to Torch Garden did all the stuff and had like a really good time had mm. a really good time and it was a, and it was amazing sort of experience of like really focusing on mm. self and understanding mm. um and I did really enjoy it but I think I enjoyed it because I understood that it wasn't a, that it was like a brief moment in time. Mm. I was like, I'm just going to like see what this is like. But I knew yeah. it, was, it wasn't like a, it, I was, I enjoyed it because of the experience of it. Mm. And basically being like, I've been on, um, I've been on Nemesis Inferno. That was good. I'm going to go back yeah. on again. Yeah. Um, and then, and then got into another relationship like after, you know, 18 months. Yeah. But I think it's a cool I encourage it because I think it's like something which is it it it's like pushing a little bit the boundaries of something mm. so you can figure out where you are on that spectrum, even if it's to come back to the same place you were before, but mm. it's like an informed place. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a nice thing to do. Yeah. Um, and it's always good like when you're in relationships with people, it's then a conversation you can explore. Because mm. you might have someone who's like, Well, this really turns me on. Yeah. And you can be like, Okay, well, I like this variation of that, but I'm not into that aspect of it. Or this is like, for example, something I'm absolutely not into at all is like violence during sex. Yeah, me too. I don't like choking. It me doesn't either. at all turn me on. Yeah. But you know, it's just like, okay, but what are we actually aroused by in that dynamic? Is it a subdom thing? And in which case, like here's ways in which we can explore that that I find sexy. Mm. which don't involve you like mock choking me yeah which some people are into don't get me wrong but but it's like also maybe actually and i'm just thinking out loud here maybe there's um a better way of manifesting that what that what is the bit around choking people find sexy yeah and maybe there's a better sexier way of doing that that yeah. doesn't involve the choking which is actually quite a, a a graphically violent thing it's weird because when when i've been with men in the past who have gone who have like expressed interest in choking it's not it's not my thing at mm. all mm -hmm. um because of like just like bad experiences yeah yeah um, yeah uh but and it it's always Whenever I've asked them about it, and this is not all men at all, I'm not saying that it's just the men that I have experienced who have expressed an interest in it. It's always they always go, "Oh, it gives you a it gives you a better orgasm. It makes you come harder." And I was like, "Does it? Like, or is it just because you are? I think it's more about you than it is about me, mate." Well, but. I mean, I I don't. Yeah, my my that would be my instinct mm. would be like, "Wow, that's so selfless." But yeah. if we're on that journey, why don't you locate my clip? That would be. <laughs> Like if that's where like you can absolutely see where my neck is, this feeling is coming from. Yeah, um, there are other ways in which you can manifest that care for my orgasm, but also I think that that has become such a kind of, it's become such a um, like legend. This idea that like you know the moment just before you like donkey punch. Do you remember that film? Do no, like the film Donkey Punch. Oh my god! What? Is there a film called Donkey? There was a Punch? film called Donkey Punch. It is fantastic. I find that very hard to believe. Donkey Punch. Who's in it? What is this? Exactly. Okay. Um, it's it's about it's about the idea that if you hit. It was like if you hit a girl, if you're fucking someone from behind and you hit a girl on the back of the head just as you're about to come. Is it a porno? No, it's like a snuffle. <laughs> it's a real life film. And they're all, for some reason, they're on a boat. I think because then there's an element of they're not it's being not able to It's not a snuff escape. film. No, no one dies in it. Well, not for real. 
Oh, okay. Mm, like, no, not really. I mean, they're, they're acting. Okay, good. Yeah. They're acting. The <laughs> Just checking in. I was like, how dark is this how? going? I like how we started with, I was eight and I stole a brioche. And <laughs> now we're on bush. snuff films. <laughs> on the petit bush de bush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the innocence of my childhood quickly forgotten in favor of <laughs> choke uh, or not to choke. <laughs> But it's a film. It was like it was like if you hit a girl on the back of the head, then and when you're about to come, then you will orgasm like super hard. And anyway, he does it too hard, and he and he kills her. <gasps> yeah, it's not a true story. <laughs> it's really dark. No, yeah. I've not seen Donkey Punch. Donkey I don't think I'd enjoy that film. Please, Felipe, will you look up Donkey Punch? I don't think I want to watch it. I think that sounds awful. I just need to know that I haven't just cre- I, that I haven't made this up. That's a good idea. We should check that. It is a film, right? It's a, it's, it's a it's a thing, like what you described, but it's also a film. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'd, I'd like to discourage anyone from doing Please. that. Yeah. The best five, advice five I think... 5.2 on IMDb. Nice. How much? 5.2 on IMDb. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parting on a yacht. In Spain. In Spain. I didn't, I didn't. That wasn't on my um, Bridget Jones, Foreman's and a Funeral <laughs> list of, it's not a Richard Curtis classic. It's not. I think it was, I think it was one of those films that when I, I was at all girls boarding school. And, it was passed around. Mm, yeah. Every stop and someone used to like bring in our movie. Like, yeah. th- do you remember 13 starring um, Ev- Evan, Rachel, Evan, Her- Evan so Herdwood. I heard Evan. of it, but because I went to a French school. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think it was top of our list. Yeah, we were watching. Um, also, I, 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 I was not a rebellious teenager. Um, I got that rebellion out age eight. Yeah, brioche ceiling episode. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, that's for, that's me done. <laughs> that that's me. I have filled done. my quota. I am <laughs> done. Thank you very much. A life of crime. Thank you very much. <laughs> Goodbye. And then I went on to be. In fact, funny enough, someone recently, um, another comedian, and he said this with lots of love and joy. I think. But he said to me, he was like, um, I think it's some sort of reference to like, do you have, he was like surprised that I I like, I like women a lot. I have lots of female friends. I'm very kind of like, I like female environments. Mm. Had a friend recently, he was like, oh God, Hindus. And I was like, oh my God, no, Hindus. Hindus? <laughs> I was like, it's my favorite space. <laughs> I was like, drunk women talking about sex. I was like, yeah. where do I sign up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that, that is my safe space. Um, the more women, the better. Like, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Really enjoy those environments. Mm. And um, and he was like, but I'm surprised that you get on with women so well because you have big cheerleader energy. Like, like, would you, like, it didn't, it was just like, do you really get on with girls? Because you're quite like cheerleader. Um, and I think that what he means by that is that there's always this thing that happens and you get it a bit as a female comedian where people will be like, like there was this myth that went on for a long time and it's only just changing where it's like, you shouldn't put makeup on when you're going on stage. You shouldn't look too pretty. You definitely shouldn't wear like a skirt. You right. shouldn't do anything that's going to like make the guys fancy you and make the woman be the women in the room be jealous of you. Like that was like, a thing which there's still a bit of but it's something which is and it's just like not at all my experience of being around women working with women it's not my experience from my social media mm. and I think that there's something in that where it's like always this thought of like other women don't like other women or like there's jealousy yeah. or that they're gonna like be mean to each other or you have to present yourself a certain way mm. um so when I was at school uh I I definitely wasn't this like my vibe was very much not cheerleader energy, <laughs> not since not since brioche gate, <laughs> not since brioche gate. Um, I was definitely like the weird English girl. Um, I, I mean, I had you know I, I made people laugh. Mm. Well, they laughed whether I was making them laugh consciously or not, but they laughed mm. um, at me with me same diff and um, and I yeah I spent a lot of time in the library. Really enjoyed safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I and I so my my school years were not the kind of, I wasn't going to be bringing in thirteen. Yeah, I was not. I was not a bringing in DVDs, hanging up with. The, that was a really long tangent to say fuck all. <laughs> it's a podcast. No, I love it. <laughs> it's basically the, the rundown of what a podcast is. Just saying absolute bollocks. I think like um, uh, I it, it was weird. I remember being fifteen. Mm-hmm. Fifteen. And I had like my first boyfriend. Cool. Wow. Premature. Early. No, good age. What? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I went through all the notions there. I was like, judgment, don't judge, be nice. What? And then in my mind, I was like, you lost your virginity at 15 and a half. So who the fuck are you? Like, shut up. Um, 15 and a half. 15 and a half. Nice. Legal. Um, in France. Uh, I, 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 had a, I had my first boyfriend, um, Freddie, name redacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gave me a DVD Oh God. Of porn. Of porn. And I don't know why. I still don't remember why he gave it to me or, you know, why he was willing to part ways with it so easily. But I had it. And then about 11 girls and we went and sat, put it in the laptop and we sat around and just watched it. No one did anything. No, we, just, we didn't. We just watched, watched it. it and then it all went back to your rooms <laughs> desperately around. No, I watched it. <laughs> None. I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry. But we watched it. It's eleven about eleven girls sat in one tiny room going, huh. Uh, but can I just pause here and say there's not one listener, especially who's gonna be sorry. Like there are some people who this is literally their fantasy yeah, yeah. and it's so fucked up. No. But like eleven Eleven teenage girls sat in a room going, Okay, and then I remember we probably watched it. I don't know how long into this movie we were, but we watched it. And then one of the girls just piped up going, going, <laughs> she said, is anyone else's fanny beating? <laughs> the innocence of that statement. Is anyone else's fanny beating? <laughs> happening is anyone else wet it's a a really weird thing that's happening to me right now oh it's so funny that's so but that's because i always wanted to go to boarding school Mm. that was like my dream um reading um what was it what what katie did next oh yeah yeah yeah. and it was all set in boarding school i remember being desperate to go to boarding school really wanted to go to boarding school like the idea of it and now i hear like horror stories and people oh my god it was awful (laughs) i also wanted to go to like an only girls school i would have loved that but no i went to a mixed gender state school Mm. came back home every night with my sisters Mm. but yeah i wonder did you enjoy it um no, <laughs> no, right, yeah. that's, um, that's the general feedback I've had. I, I think I, um, when I got enjoyment from it, it's because I so vehemently switched off from any sense of self that, um, because in that environment, because you can't go anywhere. Yeah. If you do not do the things that you're supposed to do, you're gonna you're gonna get absolutely destroyed. Do you mean by the other girls? Mm. Oh god! I think when you are eleven years old and you've got sixteen year old girls literally running your life, it's a really damaging. Is that like thing. prefects or something? Mm. God, yeah, it's such a different. Um, yeah, and in France you don't have school uniforms, mm. so there's like a yeah, it's a very different. It's not as regimented. Mm. I think I was excited by like the prospect of organized fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's like there from, was a lot of that <laughs> from from the outside. Yeah. It's just like a uniform yeah. and like maybe like a trunk, <laughs> yeah, a trunk. <laughs> and what do you call it? Um, rounders. Oh yeah, round. Do they not play rounders in France? God no. <laughs> <laughs> and netball. Yeah, we don't play netball. No, no rounders. No netball. What do they play in France? Um. Well, all of our sports are mixed, so okay. there's no female and male uh, sports. It's all mixed. And what did we play? Badminton. French just light years ahead of everybody. Of everyone. Mm. Badminton. Mm. And uh, uh, they're probably just thinking like, but if we separate the men and the women, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what joy will they derive from life? <laughs> <laughs> what will be their purpose? How will they, derive any joy from life? How will they uh, function in society? Please get out the croquet mallets. <laughs> uh, definitely not that. Uh, what did we do? Football, tennis, running. I remember lots of running, running. Uh, sw- swimming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, badminton. Mm. Played badminton. 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 I mean, is there a less sexy sport? I, I remember know. at one point being like, "Oh, that forearm." Yeah. Oh, 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 look at the muscle on that forearm. I used to be like, "Look at my forearms, <laughs> mum, mum. Look at my forearms." <laughs> Feel that one and then feel that one and feel the difference. Feel that one, then feel that one. Look, mum, look at my forearms. (laughs) 
just the wrong, it's just the wrong sport. And that's not even like a jit sock because, oh, you know, who wants to? There's nothing hot about a woman with a thick right forearm. But there's not, nothing hot about a man with a thick right forearm. Well, I don't think it's, there's nothing hot about anyone with like one arm that's like, <laughs> bigger than the other. Much bigger than there's nothing hot about That's, badminton. No, I might you know what my ex ex shuttlecock shuttle. shuttle. <laughs> he um my ex 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 I think uh, I can't remember how many back it is. He uh he played badminton for Scotland, and like that that was obvious. That was an ex. That was an ex. So mean. Sorry, he doesn't listen, he doesn't listen sure. to this. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those, it's, and it's bad because tennis, fit. Fit. Badminton. <laughs> You're never going to be, do you know, like there's not like the talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. Isn't there, I don't know if there is a ta- tennis scene in that, but it feels like there's sexy tennis scenes. There's not, do you know, what's, what's badminton's Wimbledon? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> no one watches it. You know, no one's there for it. It's not happening. <laughs> It is sort of like badminton is like tennis, but if we were still playing it in sort of eighteen twenty three, there's something about it. It's too flighty, <laughs> very flighty. It's too flight. It's too up in the air. It's all about like lift. Yeah, you have to be practically graceful. You know, you're not allowed to, um, you're not allowed to not kick off. You're not allowed to alight, alight, <laughs> alight the flyy thing, the shuttlecock underneath. It has to be over. Everything's jumpy, lifty. Mm. You know, squash. Squash is sexy. Squash is quite sexy. Against a wall, yeah, yeah, yeah. big, Banyan. loud noises. Yeah. Doesn't matter how how excited or intense a badminton match gets, it'll just be like ding. Yeah, yeah. Ding. <laughs> ding. Ah. Ding. Ah. Ding. <laughs> Look at it's my not good enough. <laughs> Look at my forearms. You know, tennis, it's like <laughs> dush. Yeah. Dush. Dush. You know, there's just a lot more. Yeah. There's just a lot more happening. There's a lot more going on. I know. Did the girl, the original girl from the story, yeah. did she stay throughout the entirety of your school years? Did you know her until you were 18? No, because I um I changed schools the following year because, <laughs> because I was <laughs> actually not. I changed schools because so I grew up in a female only household mm. and I didn't like men. Okay. And I was very afraid of men, especially men who were quite masculine. Right. I couldn't associate, I just associated men who looked scary as being scary. Mm. And so the the teacher in the year, the year above, probably a very nice man, scared me just wow. by virtue of like his physicality. Yeah. He just scared me and I couldn't be in his class. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just bursting into tears just because he existed. Oh my God. Just been really traumatic for him because he'd just be like, "Get your books out," and I'd be like, "Oh, don't yeah, yeah, speak yeah. to me! <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of you." So I had to change school. Yeah, I mean, like, kind of great of your mum though to be like, "This isn't working for her," rather than just sort of putting you through it. No, she wouldn't do that. No, I love no, that. Definitely not. Especially that I think it probably came out of the fact that like I didn't have any men in my life. Yeah. So it was just like men for me. And I continue to have it now. It's like I would not go out with someone who's like, I like very kind and gentle men. Yeah. Like very much like kind, gentle. I'm not into like b- bantery, aggy, I don't know, whatever that energy is. Yeah. I can't deal with it. Yeah. Kind, gentle, soft, kind, gentle, soft. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I changed school and I don't know where she ended up. And then I also went to different secondary schools. So right. no, I definitely didn't stay on on her radar. <laughs> um, managed to like reinvent myself a couple of times yeah. <laughs> along the way. Move away from my brioche ceiling days. Well, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> It's finally been solved. Medisa. I just love Pardon. the idea of that mum putting the thing every day, her coming home going, it's not in there. And going, I put it in there. But I, did I? I was I was like a really early years gaslighter. Yeah. I was like early days, just like, well, she says it's in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because when you said for this podcast, the theme is, you know, the, the, the question is, why do you think you have no friends? Mm. Um, I mean, that really was a period when I had no friends. Yeah. Well, I definitely was like the girl on her own on the playground, sort of like 
inventing weird games for herself or, you know, in a corner eating a brioche on her own. Yeah. And it was, you know, because I was doing weird stuff like stealing brioche, yeah. but also because I was English. Yeah. And it's just like that bit of like oddness. That's a tough time as well. That is, I think that's like in childhood being what eight, eight years old mm. not having any friends and being in a weird environment that's fucking hard yeah when you don't speak the language yeah i was just like learning it but also concept of foreignness is not one that you have mm. concept of coming from abroad is not one you have so mm. you know that stuff is different but you can't articulate why you're different or why stuff is different around you mm. um it's much later on that you've got the vocabulary to be able to be like oh that was why all of that was so odd yeah um, but but now I I'd like to stay officially on the record. I I think I've got um like friends. Yeah, I've got I've got a good group of friends, or or what's actually group? I've got um smatterings of individuals who mm. I enjoy spending time with, mm. who I would identify as friends. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I had to give them the word, I'd call them. I'd call them. Friends. I'd call them friends. Yeah. yeah. Um. So at this point in the podcast, we ask you to uh, we've discussed lots of things: sex, mm. guilt stealing um what are some things about you that you genuinely love and cherish about yourself um i think i'm quite resilient mm -hmm. and i get i give myself uh credit for that yeah both in terms of like the work that we do mm. being a comedian powering through persevering with that mm -hmm. um when there's a lot of self-doubt and it's quite difficult mm. and the lifestyle was really hard and I think putting myself out there is probably something else I'd give myself credit for. Yeah. I'm quite good at just being like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, it might not be the best show. Yeah. But it's the best thing that I can write right now. Yeah. Okay, so it, I'm not the best at this, but fuck it. I'm just going to do it anyway. I think that's such a great quality to have. I, 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 I try and get like more of that in my friends who are creatives of just being like, you know, it doesn't, you can't give yourself the pressure of it being perfect because yeah. you don't know when it will be and it probably will never be to your standards. So you've just got to be like more like fuck it and just think doesn't matter what people think, just get it out there. I love that. I love that. Everyone listen to that. Just play, just skip back about 15 seconds and listen to that again, everybody. Fuck it, That's attitude. Great. Fuck it, attitude. Um, we also have a portion of the podcast that we like to call Thank You Letters, where we ask you to express gratitude for a person, a place or a thing or one of all three for which you are grateful. I think I'm grateful for where I come from. I'm grateful for Brittany. Mm. It's probably like, it's my happy place. Yeah. It's like the place I go to in my mind when I want to like be like, oh God, what does relaxation look like? And also that I like going back to as a little anchor every year in the summer. Mm. I go back to Brittany. I go back to the beaches that I, you know, grew up around mm. and, um, you know, just the sound of like the water hitting the sand and lying in the sun all day and then going to the bar, which is now... Um, the owner's son who I know through friends because we went to school with and all that familiarity like I'm grateful for there and I'm really happy to have a place that I, I feel that warmly about to sort of go back to is your mum still there? yeah amazing mm. I love it that's a really good one I don't think we've had a place in a long time if yeah. ever what that to be grateful for yeah I don't think we have yeah no. oh fuck <laughs> well now I feel like a bad person yeah obviously my mum too jesus christ <laughs> um is there anything that is coming up that you would like to discuss while you're here anything any any any, <laughs> any, any shows any oh god yeah that oh um <laughs> no, yeah advertising yeah i should yeah. probably do do a bit of that you know what? i am going on tour next year sick yeah, uh, January through April. I think all my London dates are sold out. I'm doing a run at the Soho Theatre beginning of January and then I've got the Clapham Grand in April. Mm. But uh, I think the Soho Theatre, they might release some tickets closer to the date. And um, I've got tickets left. I think I've definitely got tickets left for Belfast, Birmingham, Glasgow, Newcastle, Sheffield, mm -hmm. Leeds. Mm -hmm. So yeah, go check out uh, on my Instagram, Tatty mcleod mm -hmm. uh yeah i've got i've got i've got tour shows and it's going to be a lot about my childhood growing up in france i love it i'm so gonna, if, if people were that. into enjoyed that bit of it then, yeah then they'll enjoy the show <laughs> if they they want to hear more about the girl who was stealing brioche which doesn't feature in the show so consider that an exclusive um <laughs> come see it melissa Melissa. Melissa. I mean, that might not be her name. That's just a generic <laughs> French name. Je suis désolée, Melissa. Désolée, Melissa. Si, si, je peux continuer de Um, Thank you so much. I'm going to link all of that below. So please click on the link in the bio and that's where you can find tickets. 
and all the rest of it. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time to come here to North London. <laughs> <laughs> she was about to give her address. Yeah. Thank you for having me uh, in North so London. Welcome. Thank you very much for dealing with Mickey. Mickey's been a bit of a presence today. Also, he's uh, he's got a winter coat, so he's like twice the size. He looks like a pygmy puff. Yeah, and I I I I, I tasted his puff coat, um, whatever power, power coat. Would you call it power jacket? I don't power know. jacket. Speaking of kink, he he would be uh, he would be a power top. He, no. he would, he's a he is a top one hundred percent. Look at his attitude. Look at that regal vibe. He's he's dommed the fuck out of this room the whole time we've been here. He was he was a kitten when I went to Torture Garden. Yeah, he was really? Did you take him with you? Yeah, well, literally uh, when I was because we had a little like we had a little pre party and a load of people came around. They were like, "Why don't you just take him on a lead?" <laughs> because I need to save my lead for a man. <laughs> need that space available. Yeah, exactly. Also, you know, no. Give <laughs> <laughs> another one vibes. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you so much for Thank coming. you for having it's been me. It's such been really a fun. joy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.